Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Rich Perry, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Lawrence Pipkin, and you're tuned in to the Change Book Radio Show. Lawrence, how are we doing out there today? Doing wonderful, Rich. Super, super summer weather happening in Texas, so uh, doing great, man. Having a good day. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. It's it's nice and... uh, springy and there's lots of pollen here in northeastern Pennsylvania so it's it's a good it's a good time it's a change of pace from Texas weather and certainly from Mexico weather but it's 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 nice I I came back to northeastern Pennsylvania to see the trees blossoming and and things like that so it's it's very pretty right now and um very nice so for those that don't know and that, you know, are just joining new to the show, um, the reason I say that is because the last month, the entire month of May, I was hanging out with Lawrence in Round Rock area, Texas, right outside of Austin, Texas. We did a, a couple seminars for our Bank Rolling Your Mind program. We're putting the finishing touches on our book, and it was a really cool opportunity to visit Austin, see some really cool people and, um, and just hang out with Lawrence for 30 days straight. I know, um, after a while he was ripping his hair out, but it was a good time. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I I think it was an awesome time. I think it was an awesome <laughs> time. We got tons and tons of stuff done. So, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, nice definitely. Having, nice having Rich out here. And I'll have to come and visit soon, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm moving down. Maybe I'll move, be moving down there much sooner than expected. And onto a change of pace, and why we're here for the Change Book Radio Show. We have a stellar guest today. Actually, this person is not a guest. Well, the person is a, a guest today, <laughs> but. <laughs> We have Deb Crow on the line. Now, for those that don't know, I'm going to give a brief introduction to Deb, and we're going to welcome her back to the show. Deb Crow is a work-life balance expert. She's a disability specialist, motivational speaker, and author. As a work-life balance specialist, she has created a model for revitalization, stress management, and leadership success. She is known by many to be an expert at finding the imbalance, working with both individuals and companies. And if you don't know, Deb is also the creator and former host of the Change Book radio show. And we are pleased to welcome straight from Canada, Miss Deb Crow. Deb, how are you doing today? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. So what's new, Deb? How you been? 
Well, it's it's neat being on this side of the uh, of the microphone. Let me tell you, I have been awesome. I have been a busy little work life balance specialist, and I'm <laughs> I'm excited to chat and get caught up with you guys. Excellent, and and because I, I forgot to mention it before, for those that don't know, Deb is a co-author in book five of this series, and her chapter is work life balance as seen through the eyes of a Renaissance woman and Lawrence I know you haven't talked to uh you haven't talked to Deb in a while so feel free to hop in say hello and uh and we'll get caught up well it's always difficult to hop in when when Rich is on the line you know that Deb (laughs) (laughs) it's all about balance come on right uh well you know what I did Deb I went back and the last time that you were on the show uh you gave us a little quiz and I remember that I kind of winced when I did the quiz. I was like, oh, I'm a little bit out of balance. And so uh, I thought today before, before I got to talk to you again, I would take the quiz one more time. And I'm doing a little better. So, so thank you for, well, for giving I'm me a tool that helps that. me gauge where I'm at. <laughs> Well, and you know what, that's the whole premise of work-life balance is, you know, if you're making small little inroads and and changing small little strategies to help overall, the bottom line or the success equation, if you will, is always progression. So I'm very proud of you, Lawrence. (laughs) Oh, and I also wanted to say, uh, Rich did mention that you were in book five, and I think that they actually call it the change book and and I think they're they're always referring referring to book five when they say that so <laughs> just a uh, little added information but, yeah, uh, Rich, I'm sure you got something amazing to say so I, I do take and, up the mic space uh and for those that <laughs> are curious as to what Lawrence was talking about and just a, a quick correction um it wasn't here on the change book radio show it was when we did a live training call for bankrolling your mind to remember. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a, a live training series and we had Deb on as one of our guest presenters for the training call. And what Deb did was she gave us a really awesome checklist for creating, for evaluating and also for improving work-life balance. And that's what Lawrence was talking about when he said he winced a little bit because she gave us that checklist. And, Deb, what was it if, yeah, a perfect 10 was insanely work-life balanced, but you said that not a lot of people ever get to 10. It's usually around the, you said, 8, 9 range is that sweet spot. Is that correct? That's right. And most people land up between 1 and 3, which is great because – it's an opportunity for them to have that concrete evidence back that they're really out of balance. Whereas four to six out of 10 is you're on the verge of being out of balance. And and seven to nine is, is people that usually feel like they have all the elements of work-life balance, but they're also able to sustain it. So it, it is a good eye-opening checklist for people so I'm, I'm glad you guys got some value out of it because it's pretty simple to do and, and we did it quite quickly on your show mm-hmm. oh definitely it was certainly a valuable uh, tool for the listeners and for myself and Lawrence so, 
So, Deb, what have you been doing since the radio show? I know you've been a, a busy, busy lady. Can you, can you give us a little glimpse? I was on your website today. It looks fabulous. I see you've got a cool little shopping cart on there. You've got some areas where people can book you as a, as a coach and mentor and a speaker. And if you're interested in going to the website, you can check that out at Deb Crow, uh, www.debcrow.com. Totally rebranded, looks beautiful. So Deb, what have you been up to for the last two months or so? Well, I just, I want to take one step back before I, I tell you what I've been doing. And I just, for the new listeners of the change book that I may not have got to know, because I, I think I ended around book nine or book 10 and, and felt very gifted to get to know the authors from book one till then. And I just kept listening to Jim and Jim and, you know, following their strategies, their advice. And then I landed up getting a contract where I'm doing work-life balance consulting and speaking on a full-time basis, which is the whole premise of why I wanted to be involved with the change book series. But the bigger element of that for me is I'm still chatting with a lot of the co-authors on a regular basis because, you know, collegial professional relationships have been created into personal friendships, much like with you two. And Mm -hmm. I'm just excited in the future that things will still continue to evolve and grow and our worlds will come together and, and again, just extend that branding of the change. So I am working with um, small to large companies, and what I predominantly do during the day is work-life balance coaching. Um, If I'm not lecturing or facilitating a workshop for the company, I'm working with human resource professionals or disability managers. It depends on if I'm consulting over the phone, because the U.S. and Canada, sometimes the job titles are a little bit different, but mostly HR departments is, is who I align with and help. And what I'm seeing and, and what is saddening me is the addiction to technology is really making us so stressed out, not just at work, but, but just in life. So I'm seeing all these, I'm going to call them distracted generations, because I feel like the millennials have it figured out. They're, they're able to give it all at work, and then they know how to disconnect. But all the other generations before them, they just have to, you know, waste hours during their day, you know, checking irrelevant emails or just they can't get away from social media accounts that have just become intrusive. So I think our culture is not shifting. I think it's actually changed to always be on. And I think it's been exacerbated by the smartphone. And, and I know the smartphones are great. And I'm talking to you on one right now, but I think in order for us to have less stress and to get back to having some, you know, healthy productivity, I think we need to really put some boundaries in place. And and that seems to be the exposure that I'm seeing with individuals, couples, you know, groups and departments at these different businesses that I'm seeing. And just to give you some recent stats, there's a business school in Manchester, England, Rich and Lawrence, and right now, They've been tracking for about three years uh, data, and 40% of people, as soon as they get out of bed in the morning, the first thing they do is check their email, and the other 60%, it's the last thing they do at night. So it just goes back to reinforce 
you know, the dependency that we have to always be on. And it saddens me because I, I'm seeing it in increased levels of people with their stress, which is turning into illness. So it's just, it's, it's, it's upsetting me, but what makes me happy is the companies that I'm working on are, are getting smarter and, and they're being enlightened. So companies like Volkswagen, everyone knows about Volkswagen, they actually started shutting off their employees' emails when their shift is done. So they took control of boundary management. So their employees can go home at night, enjoy their family, have their self-care time, whatever they need to do, and that employer is being responsible, benevolent, but promoting work-life balance, which I think is absolutely amazing. And that's part of the curve that I've been trying to work on as a work-life balance expert since 2013. So I'm smiling ear to ear right now telling you this because I'm starting to see a small, small migration in the way employers are thinking and treating their employees. And I'm curious, is there, what's your view as a work-life balance expert? Why did people all of a sudden, I mean, was it a, a gradual thing or what's making people just stay on at all times and always checking email and always checking social media? I mean, is it just because people just want to get ahead? Are we not learning how to do self-care and make it a, a regular ritual or was it something that we forgot how to do? And then people just said, Oh, what am I going to do today? I'll just check email a hundred times a day. Like, what was it? Do you think any particular thing or just the society I think it we live in? On the, I think, I think it's a combination of both. And I also think it's age dependent because I think the baby boomers worry about being replaced by technology because we've certainly seen that in both Canada and the U.S. Many, many firms have either outsourced or been able to take positions where technology can take over, which is a more or less expensive route for them. But I also think for people who may not have family or have a life in general rich, I think it's purposeful for them. I think it might be attention-seeking and make them feel belonged, but it's not a healthy step in having work-life balance because there's no disconnect from the work life. Their life is their work. And that's, that's another huge concern for me when I run in and work with those type of clients. So really monitor, monitoring what I call their computer behavior is the first step I have to take before I can even help them take control of work-life balances. You know, it's much like we did in that quiz. We have to figure out where you're spending your time and where you're not can figure out where the imbalance is. And that's what people say to me. How do you figure it out? Well, mm -hmm. you don't get balanced until you figure out where the balance is non-existing, right? <laughs> right. 100%. You know, I, and I know um, it sounds common sense-ish, but it's really not for a lot of people. Like, we're laughing, but it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's very emotional. And most people cry when they're done that quiz, because I do a similar one when I'm doing one-to-one -one coaching and people are like, I've given my life to my work or I've given my life to my kids or I've given whatever, if they're a caregiver for someone who's ill and they have forgot about themselves because they got so wrapped up in what they were doing. That is probably the most common imbalance that I see. And it's extremely emotional 
when they realize that. But it's fun for me because I know how to help them get back on track. And then once I get them back on track, I help them sustain it. So that's just so rewarding for me. And to go along with that, Deb, I know that um, even with my clients, what I, in fact, I just did this yesterday with a client. He was complaining that he didn't have enough time and he was complaining about, no, I'm not complaining, but he, he felt he should have been somewhere else in his, in his finances and in his free time so that he would be able to do things like meditate and work out. And so we set up a schedule for him. We blocked some times, but then I challenged him to carry a little notebook with him. And I said, every time you decide to spend some money, take out your notebook and write it down. And I said, it's going to become so tedious that you're going to start changing your behavior and say, you know what, I'm just not going to buy this because I don't want to take this notebook out and write it down. And simply by making him track things, he was able to see what actually was happening. And that's when, you know, I talk to people and I say, you know, you can tell me one thing, but if you track your behavior, I'll believe your behavior over what you tell me. So what do you think? And this, this is where I'm leading to. I think people tend to get caught up in more than just that out of balance with work. So whether it's, uh, you know, being on Facebook or social media, uh, how do you think that impacts the balance of their life? And what are some of the steps that you would give them to help them create a, a better balance uh, away from things like social media or uh, some kind of habit that's not necessarily going to be creative, productive, or empowering for them? I think a good point that you just did is is being attentive to your time, whether you're taking out a journal or, or you're going to write down that task. Facebook, that might be something you like doing in your leisure time, but you have to appoint or allot so much time to do that because you can get caught scrolling and scrolling and the next thing an hour goes by. I've had people say that to me. I spent an hour on there and it didn't even, it was like 10 minutes. But it wasn't. So until you're willing to be able to self-audit and be accountable, like doing, you know, when we did the the quiz with you guys on your show, I have an actual chart, and I make them kind of plot or chart their time, different elements of of work-life balance for three weeks. And, again, after they see over a 21-day period what they're spending their time on and what they're not, it's it's so emotional for them. So what we have to do is slowly rebalance because we can't, we can't put in all these goals to say, okay, we're going to be balanced in the next seven days. It doesn't work like that. We have to pick one area and concentrate on that for at least three weeks. I normally have people do it for six because six sets them up for success because within that three weeks, I understand, you know, it's, it's the given time for a new habit, et cetera, and I agree with it. But life is always going to interrupt something. So this way, I find if we do it for six weeks, if something happens, we're able to get back on track and finish that goal and get that area balanced. And and people have a higher ratio of success if we do it with that strategy, six weeks instead of three. And I just tell people that they have to let go of the perfection. And, you know, you and I, we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's a core belief. I don't know if it's a generational belief. But a lot of people are looking to have a perfect life of balance, which, A, is non-existent. 
we have to ebb and flow with whatever our day hands us, whether it's through our work, through our family. You know, we all we all experience loss and trauma, unfortunately, and that's okay. It's not about getting off balance for that day. It's the willingness to let go that the day didn't go as planned, but tomorrow's a new day, and you just get back on track. That's where people stumble because they just are so hard on themselves and think that they didn't get that list of chores done or all those tasks on the computer or that project. And it's probably the hardest mindset that I have to really work with clients and even companies and HR managers to shift so that they can allow new strategies to come in and let go of the perfection so they can welcome slow progression over time, which is how you win this game of work-life balance. 100%. I think that one of the things that I, I see a lot is that there really isn't a lot of growth in perfection. It's uh, a lot of band-aids. It's uh, a lot of excuses. It's a lot of reasons why perfection isn't there rather than embracing whatever might have gone wrong to see what that growth point is or what that lesson point is. And I think I see that a lot with people when I'm engaging uh, their shadow and trying to find a balance with taking that shadow and expressing it in a way that is, that is positive, but freeing for them. Um, so what do you think that if you had one thing that you always wanted to share with the world and say, look, you know, if you guys did this one thing, I would be so happy. And I know your life would be so great because you do a lot. You, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of electrons making new connections for people when you talk about work-life balance and you're trying to reprogram their mind for that balance, which gives them that success. But what is the one driving factor that you think is the most important in giving people the power to be able to create that success on their own? I think the number one thing is self-care because I think if you allot one hour a day to yourself to calm your mind in whatever modality works for you. For some people, it's meditation. For other people, it's yoga. For some people, it's just sitting quiet. Some people like to walk. Whatever activity is going to calm your mind is going to also put back into your self-care or self-love regime every day. And if I can get clients and employers to see the benefit of that, then what happens is we have happy clients and employees don't want to leave that company because they feel that they're cared upon. We have employees' productivity goes up, which means the company is going to retain that employee. So the number one, I'm going to say the number one recommended for me is that self-care time, that self-love time has to have time in it every single day because it's like a house. If you don't pour the concrete first and set a strong foundation, there's nothing that can sit on top of it and sustain it. And the same analogy goes for work-life balance. If you don't put the time back into you to give yourself the rest, the stress relief, just that quiet mind time, there's nothing else that's going to fall into place for you because you can't keep withdrawing and giving and giving and giving and then not depositing back for yourself, for your strong self to be good for you and for everyone else. It's one of my favorite quotes is you can't pour from a half empty cup. 
So a lot of people want to help people and fix people. And, and I'm one of those people. I'm a giver, but I give an hour to myself every day. And it goes back to the element of boundary management. You need to protect oneself cognitively, physically, spiritually, psychologically, on all levels. And when you protect that, you're able to handle anything that is thrown your way. You're able to cope better. You're able to sleep better. You work better. But more importantly, you never take that deposit away from yourself unless it's something that's out of your control, like an emergency. You'll get through that emergency knowing that tomorrow you're going to get back to that self-deposit. So that is like the foundation to all work-life balance, and I do not miss the day of giving myself an hour. The hour may change from when I originally scheduled it, but I never, ever take that away from myself. I always give my mind that hour to be mindful and quiet, and it just, it keeps your mental acuity so clear that I can't even tell you. There's some days I think of things and I'm journaling them and I go back and I, I look at my notes of things that maybe I'm working on my blog or whatever I may be doing. And I'm always so taken back at how insightful I am when I give myself that hour to just myself. So if you two are not doing that every day, that is that is my work-life balance prescription for you is to start today. <laughs> and if it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that's okay. If it's at 11 o'clock, that's okay. But out of that 24 hours, please always deposit one back just for you. I think that's wonderful. And that's actually, you know, something that I and I was hoping you would give us a quote. I know how you love quotes. And um, I know I always uh, quote Lao Tzu and in uh, the Tao Te Ching, he says, to a mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. And I find that when I do give myself that time to just be still, uh, so many things are answered and so many things are cleared up that when I go back to my, my regular grind of trying to get a billion things done, it doesn't, it doesn't seem quite as daunting as it, as it did before I gave myself that respite. So I, I agree wholeheartedly 100,000%. And uh, I'm glad that I'm glad I asked you that question. So now it's now I now I can say, yes, I'm okay to have that hour a day <laughs> because Deb said so. <laughs> because Deb said so. <laughs> well, and you know, it's funny, after I have clients doing this for six weeks, because the first three weeks, they feel guilty, I will be honest with you. And they say, but I have this to do and I have that to do. And I said, but if you die tomorrow, it would all still be there. And sometimes, and that sounds like a very crass statement, but sometimes I need to give a crass statement so that people can accept and give themselves permission to have that self-care. Again, I don't know if it's a generational belief. I don't know where they've adapted that mindset from, but you sometimes you have to go to that nth degree of thinking for them and propose it back in a question so that they go, okay, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take that hour. But after the six weeks, they're like, man, I wish I had done this 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. And just going on what you said before, and this, uh, you know, highlights what you're saying now. I remember when I was younger, when I was a kid, 
Um, I started studying martial arts at a very young age. And then, you know, once I started getting older and really connecting more with people and socializing and things like that, a high school, college, I was under the impression that meditation was a normal thing that everyone just learned because I learned it in martial arts and I made it a part of my life growing up. And I remember it was like one day in college or something, I started talking about meditation and no one knew what I was talking about. And I'm like, don't you guys meditate? Like, isn't this something that everyone does? And then that was the realization that, oh man, this isn't something that everyone utilizes. And it's so good. And, and I, I know you talked about it, Deb and Lawrence, I know you talked about it. We do it in our programming, but even something as simple as, and it doesn't have to be um, a hour, an hour long meditation on a mountaintop with bells ringing and candles and robes and things like that. It could be as simple as, like you said before, Deb, a 15 minute walking meditation on your lunch break or you know, and just utilizing exactly what Deb said and taking that hour of self-care to yourself because, you know, you need to be the most important person in your life and you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally. You need to take care of your, your physical body. Um, as Lauren says, there's your shadow that you need to take care of. And, you know, it really needs to be, I wish that more schools, um, more work environments incorporated a siesta time or a 20 minute break of just meditation or relaxation. And I mean, especially if you're working from home, you really have no excuse to not go outside underneath the tree for a couple minutes and relax or to to take a power nap or something like that, or just do something enjoyable that you're going to benefit from. And I, I wholeheartedly, you know, I love everything that you're doing, Deb. So thank you so much for, for giving us those insights. And I just wish more people would really take that to heart and start meditating, start relaxing, start doing yoga, you know, go for a leisurely walk around the pond or just, you know, you need to take care of yourself, people. So listen to what Deb's saying. Listen to what Lawrence is saying. And make sure you're doing this for yourself. So thank you. That's awesome. Lawrence, well, you have anything else? Well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> so, Deb, well, real quick, I know. Disclosure before we, before we head it back to Deb real quick, just full disclosure um, for everyone listening. Rich does a lot of things that he thinks all people do. And some of it is a little, a little frightening, but just, just so we know, not, not everything that Rich does should be done by people. So, but, Thanks, uh, all right. So Rich, Rich was going to say, Deb, thank you for everything. And, and what else are you going to say? I was, I was going to say, Deb, I, you know, I know you're, you're taking some time out of your work day to chat with us. What do you have on the agenda for 2016, for the second half? What's going on? What, what are you working on? What do we need to know? Well, I'm working on a special project with one of the co-authors that I can't talk about because we're still okay. in design mode, but I'm very excited. And I'm still 
um, hopeful that I will be doing the first Soul Women on the Go in Missouri. Um, I'm, I'm working with Anita Eggersbrook, and we will be bringing in a couple other authors. But her and I are pen and paper now designing the day, and I think we're going to be able to pull that one together. And there will be a few other authors involved, but I do think we are going to launch at least one Soul Women on the Go and I'm still working on my whole book about work-life balance. It's, uh, it keeps evolving and changing, and I'm just I'm meeting so many amazing people from around the globe that, you know, it's just an extension of the change book. And doing a lot of guest blogging, if, if I give any advice to the change co-authors, your blog does two things. It, a, it showcases your expertise, but B, if you do it weekly, it gives you consistency to your brand. And for me, I've been writing for since 2013, and I'm getting a lot of guest blog um, invitations, and I, I can't accept them all. And I'm saying that humbly because there's only so much time you can write, and you have to be in a mindset, and it's me protecting my work-life balance and, and exercising boundary management. And I also just did an HR tailgate Twitter party, which was like the coolest thing ever. And I uh, was on Twitter for an hour and engaging with a bunch of people and asking questions about work life into all the new technology. But I'm saying that with a smile on my face because I can't do everything all the time. And, and again, that's my end message. Um, it's nice to be asked to do a lot of things, but you have to protect that balance once you have it because it's important to your health and well-being and I also want to say I'm really proud of you guys of taking over the radio show and I think you're doing an awesome job and Soul Women on the Go will will get to Texas it's probably going to be 2017 so I think we need Rich to land there and then we need to get working on that so so put that in your in your schedule for next year and and it'll be something we will be doing but the, the second half of this year is busy for me, but it's balanced, my friends. Awesome. Excellent. And, Deb, do you have any any last golden nuggets or any last insights that you want to share before um, you get back, to, get back to your day? Absolutely. If anybody wants to follow me on Twitter, my, my Twitter name is Let's Get Balanced. Um, there is a free ebook there with some tips that I will automatically send to you. And just, just remember, just change one thing at a time and go easy on yourself. And just remember, it's always about progression, not perfection. Awesome. I think a lot of people can definitely uh, benefit from that last one. And just a quick reminder Deb Crow, you can find her chapter, Work-Life Balance, as seen through the eyes of a Renaissance woman in book five of the Change Book series. And if you go to her website, debcrow.com, that's www.debcrow.com, you can even order her book right there on her shopping cart and also learn a little bit more about her. She's got her blog there, some uh videos and some um, really cool insights and things for you. So check those out on her website. Deb, as always, you know, we love you. 
And thank you so much for starting the Change Book Radio Show, for keeping it going, for passing a torch to Lawrence and myself. And thank you so much for hanging out with us here on this awesome Wednesday and sharing your insights with some old friends and people that are just finding out about you and finding out about how awesome you are. So thank you so much for joining us. And we certainly look forward to speaking with you soon, Deb. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. And you guys take care and we'll chat soon. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, Deb. Deb. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then Lawrence and I will be back with our wrap up. So we'll see you in about 30 seconds. This is Angie Taylor from attractingwellness.com. Are you wanting to make changes in your life and you don't know where to begin? Start by listening to the Change Book Series radio show where you'll hear from each of the amazing co-authors as they share inspiring tips that guide you to live a better life today. All right, Lawrence, how you feeling after talking with Deb? It's been a while since we've we've had her on the phone, right? Definitely, and it's it's always it's always energizing. Deb Crow is she's an amazing spirit. She's an amazing woman, and anybody who hasn't reached out to her is doing your doing yourself a disservice. She is just full of amazingness. So um, always awesome, always awesome to speak with her. Absolutely. And for those that want to connect with Deb, and uh, like I said before, check out her website, www.debcrow.com. And if you want to check out all the other co-authors from around the globe, you can do so easily by going onto Facebook. I'm sure you have a Facebook account and searching, doing a group search for the change book. It's a public group. You can join it easily. It's free. And you'll have the opportunity to connect with all the co-authors from all the books. We're already up to book 11 and we've got 200 plus co-authors from around the globe. We're in 20 some countries and it's a really great opportunity to, you know, meet and connect with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, the founders of the Change Book series. It's a great opportunity to connect with Deb and Lawrence and myself and all the other co-authors. And, you know, we're all there. It's a, it's a cool little meeting ground. And like I said, it's absolutely free. Just go onto Facebook, do a group search, and just search the Change Book, and you can join easily and effortlessly. Lawrence, do you have anything you know, else? Yeah, a couple little things. You know, we see we see the regular names on Facebook all the time, uh, jumping in and saying things all from the change book. You know, people like Michael uh, Schmidlin and Peggy. Um, I and I actually have been seeing Mike Mike Greenlee's name has popped up on our our little show. That's some yeah. of the names that we haven't seen before. Andre Young, and we also have a brand new uh, co-author. Um, just this week. His name is George Lynch. So we want to welcome him to the change book um, welcome, welcome. series and the and group of folks. And also want to give a shout out to, uh, to Kelly, who is, is helping run things at the uh, change book series. So thank you to her for keeping us all up to date on everything. 
and just it's it's always great to see you know the old names that are always involved and uh, and just achieving amazing success you know Tamara Renee and um, David Norris I mean people that all of us can learn from and people that are always available for us if we have questions or we need a step in the right direction and always uh, Jim Britt and Jim Lutz are always telling us that they're available and uh, I think people don't believe it but they really 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 are so uh, if you haven't reached out to them uh, please do so hey and for those that don't know Lawrence I know that you know we have in our circle of friends now Craig Wayne Boyd who is the winner of The Voice season seven who's now a co-author I I believe he's going to be in book 11 I could be wrong it might be 12 but I'm pretty sure it's book 11 so if you're a fan of the voice you know I love watching the voice I don't watch it as much as I you know it would like to I you know obviously want to watch uh Gwen and Pharrell and and everyone else on there but um yeah we had uh, the winner of season seven, Craig Wayne Boyd, just agreed to be a co-author. And I know that Jim Lutz flew down to to visit Craig uh, this past weekend. I, I think it was this weekend. And they were hanging out at, it was some award show or some big event down there. So, and that's really cool, you know, because now people get to hear his story along with all the other leaders in uh you know, movers and shakers from around the globe. So it's, it's really cool. It's uh, picking up steam. It's been over a year since you and I joined and there's been tremendous movement in the past couple months. And it's really inspiring and it's a very proud thing to be a part of, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. And I think that, you know, just, um, you know, all these new changes and, and, and I guess celebrity, I guess you would say, is, is just really pointing to the fact that this is becoming a global phenomena and it's just an amazing opportunity uh, for people to actually connect and create that community of change, create that community of like-minded individuals who see something bigger and better for the world and for the individuals that live in it. And um, so I think this is just a testament to the power that we have at our fingertips and it's uh, something that we should be proud of something that we should work toward and something that we should always keep in the back of our mind. When you meet people out there that have a voice and have something that they want to get out there, you know, tell them, say, Hey, look, you know, there's an opportunity for you to really get your message out to thousands, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people, you know? So I think that it's an amazing thing and it's been catching steam. And I think it's at that point where it's just going to explode. Absolutely. And on a, on another message on top of what Lawrence just said, like we were saying before, the last month, and this is the, the power of collaboration. So Lawrence and I have known each other for, for a couple of years now, and we both ended up getting in this same book, uh, whether it was coincidence, whether it was uh, the universe helping us out, I'll, I guess we'll never know. But you know, Lawrence and I got in the same book. We're also in the same book as, as Deb and Kay Sanders and Carolyn Butler, um, book number five. But last month I went down to Texas to hang out with Lawrence. We did 
three different seminars. We, you know, we're putting the finishing touches on our bankroll in your mind book. And that's what happens when you align with like-minded individuals, with, with other leaders, other movers and shakers, people that are driven to make things happen. And we had a, a great time. We were extremely productive. And if you're interested in learning more about what we're doing, Lawrence and I, if you're interested in learning more about what we're doing with our bankroll in your mind program, then I would encourage you to go to our website, www.vortexmastermind.com, and you'll have the opportunity to get a couple free trainings for your leadership team or, you know, maybe uh, an entrepreneur or, you know, someone that you know that can benefit from some really top training. We've got a couple free downloads of a training series that we did a couple weeks back. And you can go on there, download the MP3. And if you connect with us, we'll even send you a couple worksheets that we utilized in, um, in, the, seminar in the seminar series that coincide with those trainings that you're going to download and you can access those absolutely free from our website vortexmastermind.com also go ahead and give us a go ahead and give us a follow and a like on facebook and twitter and you can find us at vortex mastermind on both uh facebook and twitter we're on linkedin just search our names richard perry lawrence pipkin find us on LinkedIn, connect with us there. And um, we, we'd love to hear from you. And that's all I have. Lawrence, anything else from you? Yeah. And if you, uh, if you like what you hear, which I think you will, and you want to uh, connect with us and hear more about it ad nauseum, <laughs> just <laughs> give us a shout. Uh, we're always willing to share and, uh, and kind of find out where people are and how we can, uh, help them get to unlock their own success and, and make their life their own. So, you know, this is something Rich and I are totally 100% committed to. And part of that commitment is giving back and whatever we can give, we definitely will. And we want to thank you guys for listening. One last favor, please go to iTunes and uh, search the change book radio show. And uh, please give us a rate and or rate the rate the show and give us a nice little review so that uh, it can get out to more people so if you could do that for us that would be amazing uh and that's all i have rich what do you got going on that's about it so what i want you to do right now is like lauren said go to itunes go ahead and download your favorite episodes for free Go ahead and rate and review. Give us the star rating you feel we deserve. Give us a written review. Let us know what's going on. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Vortex Mastermind. Be sure to join the Change Book public Facebook group. It's absolutely free. Connect with your favorite co-authors. That's all I've got. Get and enjoy this awesome Wednesday. So on behalf of Lawrence Pipkin and myself, Rich Perry and all the co-authors from the change book series want to say thank you for listening be excellent and we will talk to you next wednesday same time same channel bye-bye